Testament. We are in the book of Colossians. Thanks, Emma. Isn't he amazing? Come on. Thank you so much. We are blessed with such amazing people in our team. So, guys, thank you. Um, we are going through the book of Colossians. And we are having a look at Colossians um, talking about family vibes. Now, vibe is a slang word if you guys didn't know that. You know, you walk into a place and you go, did you feel the vibe? Hey, sometimes vibes can be like it's a very cold vibe, and sometimes it can be like a, a really amazing vibe. And so what we want to create within our family, a vibe that is welcoming, a vibe that is awesome, a vibe that people go, it's like, did you feel that? And, and that is why we are looking at the book of Colossians and we're going, you know what? We want to see things change within our church. And so Paul writes this letter to the church of uh, Colossae as if he, and we are looking at it as if he is writing it to us here at Prodeo. And I believe what he is saying to us is, you know what, just keep the vibe. Keep the vibe going. You know, don't drop standards. Don't change anything. Keep the vibe. Because when people come in, they, they, they need to experience Jesus we experience Jesus. And as we recap last week's, um, the last week's sermon, we started last week, we discovered that the main topic about keeping a vibe going is making sure that Jesus is central. Because have a look at this. Paul opens his letter. He goes, an apostle of Christ to the brethren in Christ thanking the Father of Christ for their faith in Christ, who was started, which was started by Epaphras, a servant of Christ. So come on, as, as their pattern, as their pattern, Jesus needs to be central in everything when it comes to building our family vibes. So can I ask you, whenever you speak about Jesus, don't refer to him as the big man upstairs. Because that happened once. We were in a church, uh, Ali and myself come from a church, and our officers were upstairs. And someone was talking to the pastor, and it's like, you know, the big man upstairs told me this. And he calls me, he's like, what did Milo tell you? <laughs> and what we need to get to, the point is, we need to make sure that we aren't embarrassed, scared, or feel uncomfortable talking about Jesus, about who he is. He needs to be central in everything that we do. So, can I ask you to grab your Bibles, jump over to the book of Colossians if you have one, and we're going to be reading in chapter one. Yes, we are still in chapter one. We're probably going to be in chapter one for the next month. No, I'm just joking. Um, how many of you guys have read through the book of Colossians? Very short. Oh, I'm checking all those people that didn't do your homework. Cease, man. But don't worry, you've got another 15 weeks to not. Let's go. Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to be starting from verse 9. Paul writes as follows. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, 
growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. And today, I would like to continue our series from this title, Keep Going. Can we pray? So, Father, as we dive into this letter, thank you that you have written it for us. I pray that we will grow in it, grow from it. And, Father, I pray, inspire us through it. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Uh, I've got to do something. I forgot. Uh, My mom is watching. So I get to do this because I'm on stage. So mom, all the way in Clarksdorp. Is it Clarksdorp? Clarksdorp. Happy Mom's Day. She's going to, mom, put in the comments how much you love me. I'm I'm, I'm the favorite. So that that is Alison's birth mom, which is my mom. So I'm just saying that she's going to. Oh, hey, Ma, I'm sorry. <laughs> I sent her a voice note. Oh, my gosh, I'm in so trouble. To, the, to my, my genetic female elder, I love you. Happy Mom's Day. Okay, so let's get back into this um, title, Keep Going. Um, something that our family has started doing, you're going to get me into so much trouble, um, to the one who doesn't talk to me much. <laughs> um, uh, something that our family has started doing now as well is going on hikes. Yeah. Not, not hitchhiking, hikes. <laughs> so, so um, you know, uh, when was it? The last public holiday, that Wednesday, not the Monday that passed, the Wednesday, um, friends invited us to go hiking up a mountain uh, to this thing called Elephant's Eye Cave. Amazing place. Um, and so we took all our kids and we decided to go and hike. And it was amazing. It was beautiful. It was uh, it was early hours of the morning, very early, um, very early, and, and we got there, and, and the view was amazing when we got to our destination. But something about hikes that no one seems to tell you is that no matter how far the hike is, you always have to walk back to your car. And we didn't tell our kids this. Because we knew they wouldn't leave. So we spent an amazing time picnic, taking photos up on the mountain, and then we had to come back. And on our way back, uh, my daughter, uh, Rebecca, she's got really short legs. Uh, She's got her mom's jeans. And uh, we were, it's true, it's true, guys. Have you seen my jeans? They long. Ellie puts them on, and she like flaps, no, never mind. And as we're walking back, Rebecca just goes, I can't do this anymore, Dad. And she like starts, she just sits everywhere and she starts crying and complaining. There was bribing in it and and everything just to get moving. But what Rebecca didn't understand was that we were not too far from the car, but she couldn't see it. So she kept complaining. And so I was not going to pick this girl up. Ellie was definitely not going to pick her up. 
everybody had their own bag. They had to carry their own weight. You know, this is, this is where we are. You, you make sure you finish. And, and it got to a point where you know you're a parent of three kids when you go, we still have to leave this one year. Let's go. <laughs> it was at the other family, a different family that was walking behind us that we didn't see. Okay, that wasn't us. I heard it somewhere. It was really tough. I must say, it was really tough. I can imagine it was tough for her um, because, you know, she woke up early. We, we, were, we left the house before six. Uh, we drove for very long, and they were hyped up on excitement that they were going to see their friends. We walked up a mountain, which was awesome, but then we had to walk back. And so her little legs couldn't take it anymore. So all we could say is just, come on, Becky, you are nearly there. You've got to keep going because if she stayed there, she wouldn't have gone anywhere else because I wasn't going to carry her. So we had to tell her that she needed to keep on going. So Ali and myself, we decided we're going to start motivating her, encourage her. Um, so in the pain, in the discomfort, in the tears, in the crying through it all, you know, we had to keep talking her through the motion. So just so you know, it ended well. As you know, Rebecca was running around today, so she made it. But the day ended with her, you know, I'm too tired to walk on this hike back to the car. It ended with her running around on the beach with ice cream. So I knew she was, she was fine. And this is what I see in this part of the letter that Paul is writing to us, the church of Prodeo, is that you have to keep going. You know, we can always get to a place and we go, this is too tough, this is hard, we want to stop. We can't see the outcome, we don't know what it looks like, we don't know where it is, why? Because there's something in our way, because we haven't been this way before and all we want to do is give up. But what Paul is writing, and this is what I want to pull out of today's passage, is that you've got to keep going. Like I said last week, the church in Colossae was a brand new church like ours. And we can always look at other churches and go, oh my gosh, they got things together. Why can't we have that? Why don't we do this like they do? You know, why, 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 why? Dad, why don't you carry me? Dad, why don't you stay here a little bit longer? But Paul is saying, don't worry about outside influence. Your vibe, keep it. Keep going. Endure. Go through. These are the words that he uses within this passage. And that's why I feel that he is writing this to us. You know, a new growing church with so much happening around us. I believe Paul is saying to us through the book of Colossians, you know what? Just keep going. Just keep going. One thing that... As we read through this passage, there is something you would have noticed Paul doesn't say. He doesn't ask that the pressures of life would be a whole lot less. He prayed, hey, Lord, may these struggles be a whole lot easier. He prays, may we have greater endurance. He goes, he doesn't pray, may they have a successful life. He prays, may they have a life worthy of the Father. And this is what it is. Paul is saying, 
It's about His purpose, God's purpose. As a Christian, as a new church family, things aren't always going to be easy. Ever sold it to you that when you become a Christian, everything is going to be smooth, everything is going to be good? I want that one. But it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be good. Have a look at this. Romans 8 verse 28. Sorry, it will be good. Not everything is going to be good. Life is good. There are things in life that aren't good. And Romans 8 28 says this, and we know that in all things, all things, good, bad, unexpected, all things, God works for the good. He doesn't say he gives you everything and it will always be good. He says, whatever you are going through, I will work for good of those who love him, who have been called to his purpose. It's not going to always be good, but he changes it. Because it's about his purpose, not my preference. We need to understand that our lives here on earth, as we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we walk a road, and He is going to place us somewhere for His purpose. We are obviously going to develop skills and tools to manage and navigate wherever we are. But it's about His purpose, not my preference. Rebecca's preference was, oh my gosh, this is too hard. Someone else do my walking. But that was not the purpose of the hike. The purpose of the hike was to go and walk and see and experience, and come back. And when we put everything in our preference, we will never fulfill God's purpose. Don't give up. Keep going. We are constantly surrounded by ideas and talks of going, you know what, if it's, if it's, if it's difficult, you know, try something else. Worry about what's here. It's easier if you go and do this. But how many of you guys, nothing great ever came from something easy? Uh, I'm busy. Uh, you guys don't know this, but I actually try and gym and eat healthy. How many of you guys know eating healthy is not easy? We will eat everything healthy except Brussels sprouts. Any Brussels sprout lovers over here? Those are some serious Jesus followers. I mean, you guys are amazing. I'm just saying, uh, we, you know, we were walking Rebecca, and she goes, this is awful. I'm like, no, nothing's as awful as Brussels sprouts. And Hallie goes, yeah, that's true. But now I see there's some of you guys that love it. But it's, uh, you see, we can get into a situation where we, like, like, let's use work, for instance. Work is not nice, or the people there aren't fair. And we go, Lord, we need you to change this. But just remember, Paul didn't pray that we won't get trials and tribulations. He prays, may we endure. So we need to actually ask, Lord, what is the purpose of me being here at this moment? Because maybe what God wants to do in you is actually coming from the environment that he places you in. Because when you go to gym... How many of you guys know, in order to grow muscles, 
you're going to have to lift weight. It has to get heavier every time. How many of you guys know if you want to run a marathon, you have to go further every time? If you want bacon, it needs to crackle every time. What are you asking God to take away that he's actually wanting you to grow in? And this is why Paul goes, you know, he says, we continue in prayer constantly. Last week we spoke, prayer is essential. How many of you guys did that homework? Did you pray for someone? Yeah, we prayed quickly. Look down your line. Do you see the person you were supposed to pray for? Do you see the person you prayed for? Come on, we need to continue in prayer. He says, don't give up. Don't stop. If, it's, if that means you have to pray the same prayer every day for the next couple of weeks, do it. Keep praying. Keep going. Don't stop. Hebrews 10.36 says, we need to keep enduring. We need to keep persevering. So when you have fulfilled God's purpose, you will get the promise. Just go have a look at that verse, Hebrews 10.36. You cannot receive that promise in certain areas of your life if you don't endure through the hardships. Because it's about his purpose and not always about my planning. Because we always plan for something. How many of you guys have got planners in the house? Alison and myself, we're both the youngest in our families. There is no planning. So it's all God's purpose. <laughs> Milo planted church. Okay. What's the plan? I don't know. But the thing is, we need to understand we can make plans. But this is a year of Ephesians 3.20 that God can do so much more than we can ever do, ask, or imagine. It's not about what I want to put into place. It's about what has God got in store for me. And as we continue looking at this passage, we need to understand that not only is it about His purpose, but we need to bear fruit, not leaves. It's easy to bear leaves. Leaves cover up stuff. Have you looked in the Garden of Eden? What did Adam and Eve cover themselves with? Not fruit. That would have been funny, though. <laughs> Can you imagine those drawings? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they... come, sorry, guys. You've got to read the Bible like I do. <laughs> Must I move on? I mean, they said fig leaves. I mean, imagine it was a grapefruit. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, but in any case, let's carry on. You see, you... <laughs> You were planted to bear fruit, not leaves. Throughout the Bible, the context that Jesus uses is so that we can bear fruit. And I love using this. When you are squeezed, what comes out? Is it guava? Is it orange juice? Is it grape juice? Or is it sap? Is it gunk? We need to bear fruit Everything that leaves refer to as basically a cover-up. You know, the things that make you feel good. It looks nice from a distance, but in essence, it doesn't bear anything. And normally, these nice things are the nice things in church. Can I, can I use that as an example? Uh, we serve. 
in, in certain ministries or we help people somewhere. Why? So it makes me look good. But the moment someone walks away, we talk bad about them. The moment we send that message, hey, will you help? It's like, oh, why me? Oh. When you see Milo's number pop up on your phone, it's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> they save his number as the one we don't speak about. <laughs> Voldemort, I don't know. <laughs> you see, leaves are there just to show what is nice, but underneath it's covering stuff. And God wants us to bear fruit. You see, it says, Paul writes, to bear fruit in every good work. Because if we just bear leaves, that is religion, bearing fruit shows us relationship. Because when you are in a relationship, it shows you who you are connected to. Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. So where you are rooted in has to be something that produces what is coming from the vine. And if it's just leaves, there is something wrong. And check this out. God is not opposed to you doing good things. He just wants you to be fruit in that. Yesterday, my daughter played a netball game in Sid West. And uh, on our way back, we stopped at a petrol station, and we wanted to put in fuel. Now, if you know me, I love talking to people every now and then. No, I love talking to people, especially the petrol attendants, because they've always got something cool to say. They've experienced and met people. But our petrol attendant walks up to me, and he goes, what do you want? I go, oh, how dare he? I'm like, oh, could you, could you fill it up with diesel, please? He doesn't even say okay. He just walks. I turn to Ali. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with him? You know, we always ask what's wrong with him. We always get offended when people don't talk to us, when the expectation of the confrontation is wanted. And so when, after he fills up, he comes around to me, and he wants me to pay, and so I ask him, hey, dude, what's wrong? He goes, why? I'm like, is everything okay? And he tells me that the car he helped just before I came in, he threw in the wrong type of fuel. And now he is so concerned about what is going to happen next. And I get it. I'm like, this dude's life is on the line here. But we are so fast to judge people. It's a good thing I didn't turn to Ali. I'm like, did he not see the stickers on the car? <laughs> there it says, Prodeo Church, you belong. <laughs> I did not belong there if I did that. But before he left, I'm like, you know what, dude, it's going to be okay. Can I pray with you? And then I, climbed, I didn't climb out the car. We were just standing by the window, and I prayed over him. I spoke life over his situation. And when he leaves, he goes, you know what? Thank you so much for the encouragement. And he walked away. You see, we can want to do good. But what is the fruit that comes out of us doing good? 
There needs to be fruit. We need to be patient with others. And sometimes we need to be patient with God as well. We need to be people with a heart for other people, which means we need to love. Go read up what's the fruit of the Spirit. When you leave a room, do you leave peace or pieces? What kind of fruit are you leaving? The way we bear fruit is if you go read verse 9 and 10 is to know God's will and know God. And the only way we can do that is if we read our Bible. So know it's his purpose. Bear fruit. Don't just bear leaves. And then I want to close off with this last point. You need to remember who you are. Now everybody's thinking the Lion King. Remember. You are the one true king. On our walk with Rebecca, those last, that last kilometer or so that we were walking, I had to remind her who she is. Now, now, you know, we can do it in really, really crazy ways. Like, you're a Bridgens. We don't give up. Hey, look at these calves. They weren't birthed out of doing nothing. Look at these legs. Look at this stride. And so we were encouraging her, you know, don't give up. This is who we are. And something slipped into my mind and it's like, change your atmosphere, young lady. I'm like, no, what is going on in your mind? Talk to yourself. Remind yourself of everything that we tell you every morning. You are a conqueror. You can do this. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of who we are. Have a look at this. Colossians 1 verse 12. Paul writes, And giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. Have you ever gone to a place for lunch and it's like, sorry, did you make a reservation? And they said no. And you said no. And, and you'd have to turn away. This is not the case when it comes to being in relationship with Jesus. Because you have a reservation. Not just a reservation, you're on the VIP list. When you get there, they just open the gate. It's like, I'm with him. Jesus actually goes, he's with me. So we need to remind ourselves of who we are. Do you want to give up? Don't. Who are you? You're son of the most high God. If Jesus can endure the cross so that we can live, imagine what we can endure here on earth to fulfill his purpose and plans. If all we need to do is bear fruit, the thing we need to do is stay grafted into Jesus. So who are you? You are a fruit bearer. Quickly look at the person next to you. What fruit do you see? Any pineapples? Have you ever looked at someone and go, you're a poor, poor dude? <laughs> You've got to remind yourself. 
This morning, I told us the only sermon that we need for this week is to hope in God. But maybe another thing that we need to keep reminding ourselves of is who are we? Ellie and myself, we, we got some crazy news over this week and it rattled us. But then we had to remind ourselves why we are here, for whose purpose, who are we? Check the fruit. Check the fruit. If you want to see how it's going in your life, check your fruit. If you are battling with something, check your fruit. But Paul is saying, no matter what you're going through, don't give up. Keep going. Because when you keep going, you're going to get what God has planned for you, what he has promised you. And that is our faith, guys, in Jesus. Let us pray.